Well, <clears throat> it's interesting. I was sitting here thinking, listening to Brian talk, and <clears throat> I heard inside, uh, Brian does the teaching and you tell a story. <laughs> so I'll tell a story. <laughs> story time. So um, I guess about five or six years ago, we were doing a retreat and um, a lady came up and approached me when, the first night, and uh, she had never been to much of anything in ILM, but a friend of her, hers just helped her to, you know, get interested in maybe coming to the retreat and finding out what we were all about. <clears throat> and so she was talking to me, and she said, I have to confess, I'm really nervous. And I said, well, there's nothing to be nervous about with what we do here. We're not going to ever embarrass you or put you on the spot or anything like that. She says, I'm not worried about that. I mean, you can embarrass me all you want. I don't care. She said, what I'm really worried about <clears throat> is this meditation thing. I really have never meditated very much in my life, and I know very little about it. And you're going to ask me to sit and do two and a half hours of meditation a day, and I don't think I can do two and a half minutes a day without really starting to get jittery and, and needing to get up. And I said, well, the one thing about this is that we don't have a rule. It's not a law. We don't say you have to meditate two and a half hours a day. You can meditate however long it works for you. The meditation and the action of meditation and the focus of the meditation is more important than the time that you give to it. It's your devotion. It's your intention. It's your focus. So come, do the meditation with us, stay as long as you can, and even stretch yourself and stay a little bit more into the meditation practice. And when you really feel like you just need to get up and move around and go, go on and go outside, go for a walk, go back to your room, whatever, and just come back when it's time to come back. Pay attention to the time. And she said, so you don't have anybody standing at the door and trying to keep us here to meditate? I says, no, 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 not at all. We're not, we're not focused on law and rule and you have to. We're focused on developing an action of loving with God and waking up in the knowing of our, who we are in spirit as a spiritual being, not as a physical being. So she's stayed for the meditation retreat. She did the meditation. And to her surprise, the two and a half hours was really quite easy. She was shocked at how easy it was for her to stay in her seat, to stay refocusing back into chanting, which was the hue and the anti-hue for her because she had not been initiated. And at the end of the retreat, she came up and she said, golly, if you just told me it was that easy, I wouldn't have been bothered by it. And I said, if I had told you it was that easy, would you have believed me? And she said, well, no, I don't think so. I said, well, that's why I said you just needed to know you've got any freedom and all freedom here. There's no rule. There's no regulation. And she says, I think I'm going to go home and start giving this a try. Really make an effort at it. Well, several months later, she called me and she said, I've got to confess, I've been a bad, bad person. I have not done my meditation at all. 
I went home. I had all this intention that I was going to do my meditation. I knew I could do two and a half hours a day, and I was going to do it. And I said, and? There's got to be an and there somewhere or a but. What is it? She said, well, and I found that TV was more important. She said, I have all these shows I watch every night some reality shows, some entertainment shows, and I'm addicted to them. And I didn't even know I was addicted to them till this thing with meditation came up. And I was really angry at you because I've always enjoyed my shows. But then I was sitting there and I was complaining. I should be meditating right now. You know, Jim says I should meditate. And I didn't really enjoy my shows. And I was really pissed at you for not making my life easier. You made it harder. And I said, well, that wasn't my intention. My intention is just to help inspire you to sit down and to go within and find out more of the truth of who you really are and to discover for yourself that divine flow of loving that is God in you and to wake up more into that and to live that more fully every day. And she said, well, that didn't happen. And I'm really upset because I want to enjoy my shows, but your voice keeps getting in my way. And I said, well, maybe it's not my voice. Maybe it's a voice inside of you calling you to come inside now and give God a chance. And she said, I knew you were going to say that because that's why I'm calling because I know it's not your voice. I know it's something else pulling at me to try to come in, to try to get me to come inside. And I said, well, that's something to pay attention to. If you feel that pull, if you feel that longing, if you feel a want for something more than what you have in your life, that's God calling you home. Pay attention to that. And she said, well, that's why I'm calling, because I want to know if it's okay if I just meditate a few minutes a day and then see if I can expand it into more. And I said, remember, I told you, meditate two and a half hours, two minutes a day, whatever, but give God a chance. Just spend time in meditation. So she said, okay, I'll call back in a few weeks with a report. Well, Days went by, weeks went by, months went by, three years went by, five years went by. And then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, she called me. She said, well, I'm finally calling with a report. And I said, well, good, I can check that off my list. <laughs> and so we started talking, and she said, you know, this has been quite an interesting adventure. And when I heard adventure, I thought, okay, this is going to be good. Because adventure to me means that there's a movement, there's a growth, there's a wanting of, a, of discovery. So she began telling me what she had done with this meditation thing. And so she decided she would give it five minutes a day and see if she could just sit there for the five minutes. She wasn't going to go for two and a half hours because she knew that in, in, a, in a group setting, there was a discipline that seemed to get her to do it. But as soon as she was on her own, it was like, forget it. 
The mind and everything else got in the way. Her TV shows called at her more than the inner voice. So she did the five minutes a day, and she said, and actually, after about a month of doing five minutes a day, I wanted it to be longer. To my surprise, I really liked having those five minutes a day. And so I started expanding it, and I kept expanding it and expanding it. And then I hit a wall. And the wall was that I was sitting and doing my meditation before my TV shows got started. And the wall was, uh-oh, it's 7 o'clock. Got to get to the TV and watch my shows. And she said, I started really getting mad at the TV. I started getting mad at the clock. I started getting mad at myself for being addicted to these shows. But I needed to see my shows. I love them. I wanted to watch them. And she said, it's sometimes the only conversation I have with people in the world. If I didn't watch these shows, I would have nothing to talk to people about at work the next day. We sit there, have our coffee, or sitting there typing and, wa- and talking, and we really get into these shows, and it gives me a place of community with my friends. And without it, I don't know that I have anything to talk to them about, and I'm not going to fit in. So she decided that she would put the recorder on to record her programs to make sure that she could watch them if she decided to go longer in a meditation, which she did. And she said, as soon as I gave myself permission to meditate longer by knowing that that recording was going on, it was okay for me to stay longer in meditation. And I started going an hour, an hour and a half. And I finally got up to two and a half hours a day, knowing that everything was being recorded and I could watch it. But then I got really mad at you because now I had to make time to watch my shows either in the morning before going to work, which meant I had to get up earlier to watch my shows, or try to figure out how to squeeze them in before the meditation or after the meditation, and I found myself going to bed later at night than I really wanted to, or having to get up early in the morning to watch these stupid shows. And I said, really, are they stupid? She said, well, they weren't, but now they really are. (laughs) And I said, well, maybe that's good. And she said, it's good. I know it. She said, now I find after all this time, after all these years, I want to meditate more than I want to do other things. And I'm willing to do the meditation and lose the opportunity of conversation with my friends at work and and, in different places in order to get the meditation in that I really want to do. And I said, well, why do you really want to do the meditation? She said, oh, come on, you know why you meditate. I meditate for the same reason, because I really want to know myself. I really want to be in that place of loving within myself. And I I do want to know God. And she said, 
I didn't know if I believed in God for sure or not, or that God really existed when I started my meditation. And I said, so now, where are you with that? She says, I know there's God, and I know that God loves me, and I know now that I love God, and I'm learning more and more every day about living in that loving. And she said, this is the greatest adventure of my life. I've got two different degrees. I've got a great education. I have a good family. And yet, this is more important to me than all of that. And I said, that's what I know you'll discover if you spend the time doing this. And then she said, so do I have to do two and a half hours a day? And I said, you don't have to do two and a half hours a day. Listen to me. Two minutes, five minutes, an hour, whatever works for you. And she said, yeah, but I want to do it longer. And I said, well, then do it longer. It doesn't matter. It's not limited to you have to do two and a half hours, and you can only do two and a half hours. The idea is for you to sell yourself to give yourself time to have the experience. Maybe for you, it would be an hour. Maybe for you, it would be four hours. You've got to find out what works for you and what gets you into the experience of knowing God and being in that flow of loving. And for some people, it can take two and a half hours to get to a place of letting go of the world, the mind, the emotions, to have that inner experience. And for other people, they can do it in a half hour, maybe an hour. God just wanted us to tithe, if you will, 10% of the day, which is two and a half hours a day, to a spiritual focus, to waking up to God. So then she said, well, now I've got another challenge. And I said, what's that? She said, well, now my oldest daughter wants to learn about meditation. She was really mad at me because I would go in the afternoon and sit in meditation in my, my bedroom, and I would ask all the kids to leave me alone and don't come down the hallway. Be quiet. Respect my space for a little bit. And she said, it was a challenge, especially for the younger ones, but it worked. Finally, they realized that this was important to me. And then my daughter just last week asked me, could she start coming in and doing this with me? And I felt like I really wanted it, but I didn't want anybody there. I wanted it by myself. And I said, well, invite her in and check it out and see how it feels. If anything, teach her how to do it, share with her what it's about and, and why you're doing it and spend some time doing it with her, and then let her find her time, her place, if it doesn't work for you two to be together. And so that's what she's now doing. I have no idea when I'll hear from her next, but that's a story of this process of meditation. We each have to discover why we're going to meditate. Why do I want to meditate? What is that inside of me that's pulling me, that's pushing me, that's calling me 
to sit down and do this rather than something else in the world. Because really, when you're in meditation, if you're doing it right, you're not doing the world. You're not focused on the world. You're not fulfilling anything in the world. You've left the world behind. And the key is, as you leave the world behind, what are you moving into? What is your focus, your intention, your direction? We say inward and upward. We say focus on God first and God only. And share your loving with God and open to receive God's loving. That's the action of this meditation, period. And we give you both a spoken name of God, the hue, and the anti-hue, and we give you the unspoken name of God, which is given an initiation for you to focus on, to assist you in letting go of the world for a moment and really going higher within. And that's the meditation practice. And the meditation is not about going inside and asking of God things, being in prayer, begging of God for yourself or for others. The meditation is about you letting go of the world and all those concerns and fears and problems that is in the world, that is about you being in the world and just giving time to come to that place of quiet and peace inside. Be still. God says, be still and know that I am God. So it's coming into the stillness. And the easiest way to get to stillness is to give your mind something to focus on in that action of moving into stillness. Focusing on the hue, focusing on the anti-hue, focusing on the sacred name is that way, is that point of focus to hold to to allow yourself to still the emotions, to still the mind, to still the body. And they'll never really become fully still. But the key behind it all is, is that you can rise above it so that you are in the stillness that is in spirit. The body, the mind, the emotions, they will never be still. The moment you look down and give them attention, it's like, okay, now what about this? (laughs) It's going on and on and on, trying to get your attention, trying to grab a hold of you and keep you here. But the meditation will begin to lift you above all of that. The more focus you give, the more attention and awareness you give to the inner practice of going inward and upward, the more you're going to find that you really will lift up, up, up above all that which is of this world and all of your body consciousness to really begin to be free and to be in the stillness. Be still and know that I am God. And that's where you begin to really truly experience that movement of loving and giving loving to God and giving loving to yourself, because you are God, that soul that is you, that you are going to wake up into the knowing of, that is God. So you are loving you, the soul, 
and the soul is loving you, and you are loving God, and God is loving you. And that's what you begin to enter into in your meditation. It's a very simple practice. It's a very simple action. And it's a wonderful, wonderful way to live your life. Because eventually, if not right away, you're going to begin to realize that you don't have to just live this action of loving in your meditation. You can live this action of loving throughout your day. All you have to do is look up. Look up and there's the loving. Look up and there's the light. Look up and there's the sound. Look up and there is God. And God will reveal God to you in God's way. It's going to be different for each of us. But yet it's the same. The key is is to get above the things of this world. The mind is the great trap. When the soul first came into this creation of the physical, the soul couldn't experience here because it was a spirit. So it took on the element of mind in this creation in order to have experience. And boy, once the mind got a hold of the soul, it wouldn't let go. No, 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 you can't go yet. I got more to show you. Wait, 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 you haven't solved this. Well, wait, you've got to correct this. You've made a mistake here. You've got to get this corrected. And that's how we got trapped here. As simple as that. Stop listening to the mind. The mind knows nothing, even though it tells you it knows it all. The mind can't help you. The mind can't answer your questions. The mind isn't that which you're really longing for. What you're really longing for is the simplicity of spirit, the simplicity of your own soul, which is loving. You are loving. And when you can begin to live the loving rather than all the confusion and dialogue of the mind, that's when you really begin to live free, free in this world, and liberating the soul from it. So give meditation a chance in your life. Give meditation the opportunity to demonstrate to you its potential because it has potential. And it will reveal itself to you if you allow it to. But it means you've got to give it the time. I would recommend giving more than two and a half minutes of the day to that opportunity. But start where you want to start. God is just looking for a crack in the egg of your consciousness to let some light in. Once you see that light, once you see that blue, that purple, the gold, or the white light, coming into your focus, into your awareness, you're going to be looking upward more and more for more of that light because there's a peace there. There's a gentleness. There's a loving. And there's wisdom there. 
wisdom that the mind will never, never understand or be able to truly develop. It's the wisdom of God. It's the wisdom of the soul. It's the wisdom of the realms of spirit above. And all that will come forward in time. Jesus said to his disciples, seek first the kingdom and all else should be given to you. And that's the truth. Seek first God. Seek first your own soul. And believe me, everything else will be given to you. Everything, more than you can imagine, will be given to you. I remember when I was a kid, and I would hear stories at Sunday school from different uh, kids there and stuff, and the teachers would always say, well, you know, you have to die and go into the Spirit to finally get that that question answered. That's something that God will reveal to you once you have died and left the body. And I thought to them, myself, they don't know a thing because I know the answer to that. As a child, I prayed, I meditated, I focused inside all the time. And in focusing on God and loving God and just being in that loving Insight, wisdom, understanding came to me so quickly. And even at Sunday school, when questions were being asked, it was being revealed to me the greater truth of what was being asked. And I remember raising my hand sometimes and saying, well, wait, I can answer that in my innocence and my stupidity. (laughs) And I would, I would answer it. And the teacher would go, so who taught you that? Where did you get that? And they never could understand that it is coming from within. But I knew where it was coming from. I knew its source. And I want you to know that too. (laughs) That's what I live for. I want you to know God. I want you to know the truth of who you are. I don't want you living in limitation and separation. You've lived in separation for so, so long that you're accustomed to it and don't even know that you're in separation many times. But you are. I want you to wake up. I want you to wake up and know who you really are. I want you to wake up and know God as it really is and live in that and know that and have the wisdom of all things revealed to you if that's what God wants to reveal to you. But I do know one thing that will come forward and that is the divine flow of loving. That river of loving where we give and receive and give and receive that will come forward for sure because that is who we are. We are drops within the ocean of loving. And if we can begin to move back into the awareness of that and live in that divine flow, in that divine movement, there's nothing more to live for than that. And you'll do your time here. 
This is like a prison that you've been sentenced to. And we each have a sentence of time by which we're going to live in this prison. The nice thing is, once you wake up and really know the truth of who you are in God, you'll look at this as a pleasant little visit, a nice little opportunity to get things completed, to wrap things up, so that when it's time for me to really walk out the door of this prison and into what's next, you'll be ready to go. But you're not going to push at it and say, well, I want to go now, I want to go now, I don't want to do this. You're going to look at this as an opportunity to complete whatever it is you need to complete. That's what this lifetime becomes. It's an opportunity to fulfill all the things you've not fulfilled in your life before. And I don't mean like climbing a mountain and jumping out of a plane in a parachute. I'm talking about learning the lessons that you came into this creation to learn and get them learned and get them completed and fulfill whatever dreams you might have that you really, really find that you want to fulfill. So that when you take that last breath, Truly, it's the last breath, and you're off into the greater journeys beyond. And nothing's going to pull you back down here. Nothing's going to call you. You're not going to long for anything down here, believe me. Once you've tasted that which is of the kingdoms of spirit, you're never going to long for anything down here again. Because... Spirit is much sweeter and dearer than anything you could ever find in this world. I remember when I was maybe eight or nine years old, I was in an out-of-body experience one day, and I was actually in one of the lower realms, in the higher part of the astral realm, and I came across a, a Bedouin tribe that were all together, and they were cooking a meal. And I thought, oh my God, you can eat here. I did not know that. And so they called me over and asked me to come and sit with them. And we were talking and they asked me why I was there and who I was. And they were curious about where I came from. And so they passed out this lamb. I'm going, okay. Again, I didn't know I could eat there, but here we are sitting down and eating. And it was part of their belief, so I came into their belief with them, and that's what I was doing. And I remember eating the lamb, and it was the best lamb I've ever tasted. I mean, absolutely unbelievable in its taste. And ever since that time, My dad always cooked leg of lamb all the time. My mom cooked lamb chops in the oven. We'd have lamb quite a bit, being that my parents uh, had a relationship with their families in Europe and England. And so I would always compare the lamb in front of me to the lamb I had with this Bedouin tribe. And it was never good enough. And I remember tasting in spirit that loving, that essence, that nectar of love that I came into in spirit one time. 
And when I came back out of meditation, this was many years after I had tasted the lamb and the astral, I remembered, oh, my God, I remember how good the lamb was there. This is so much better. And so now everything in my life I compare to this sweet taste of the loving that I felt and smelled and tasted in spirit. And there's nothing down here that compares to it. But it's always fun to kind of look and see, I wonder if someday I'll actually find that here. I doubt it. But it's a fun game. And the nice thing is, I know where I can go to taste that directly. I don't have to wait till I discover it down here. All I have to do is close my eyes, go inside, love God, move into that river of loving, and there it is, that sweet nectar of spirit. So that's what I invite you to begin a journey on if you haven't already. Go inside, do the meditation, and see for yourself what can be revealed if you just give it time. It does take time to rise above the mind in all the world. But if you do it and do it right, by focusing your loving on God first and holding to God and bringing your attention back to God over and over and over, you too will know exactly what Brian and I are sharing is true, and is there for you just as much as it is there for us. Thank you.